Sense and Sensibility, Chapter One. The family of Dashwood had long settled in Sussex. Their estate was large, and their residence was at Nolan Park, in the centre of their property, where, for many generations, they had lived in so respectable a manner as to engage the general good opinions of their surrounding acquaintance. The late owner of this estate was a single man who lived to a very advanced age, and who, for many years of his life, had a constant companion and housekeeper in his sister. But her death, which happened ten years before his own, produced a great alteration in his home. For to supply her loss, he invited and received into his house the family of his nephew, Mister Henry Dashwood, the legal inheritor of the Nolan estate. And the person to whom he intended to bequeath it. In the society of his nephew and niece, and their intended children, the old gentleman's day was comfortably spent. His attachment to them all increased. The constant attention of Mister and Missus Henry Dashwood to his wishes, which proceeds not merely from interest but from goodness of heart, gave him every degree of solid comfort which his age could receive. And the cheerfulness of the children added a relish to his existence. By a former marriage, Mister Henry Dashwood had one son, by his present lady, three daughters. The son, a steady, respectable young man, was amply provided for by the fortune of his mother, which has been large, and half of which devolved on him on his coming of age. By his own marriage, likewise, which happened soon afterwards, he added to his wealth. To him, therefore, the succession to the Nolan estate was not so really important as to his sisters, for their fortune, independent of what might arise to them from their fathers inheriting their property, could be but small. Their mother had nothing, and their father only seven thousand pounds in his own disposal. For the remaining moiety of his first wife's fortune was also secured to a child, and he had only a life interest in it. The old gentleman died. His will was read, and like almost every other will, gave as much disappointment as pleasure. He was neither so unjust nor so ungrateful as to leave his estate from his nephew. But he left it to him on such terms as destroyed half the value of the bequest. Mister Dashwood had wished for it more for the sake of his wife and daughters than for himself or his son. But to his son, and his son's son, a child of four years old, it was secured in such a way as to leave to himself no power of providing for those who were most dear to him. And who most needed a provision, by any charge on the estate, or by any sale of its value in wood. The whole was tied up for the benefit of this child, who, in occasional visits with his father and mother at Norland, had so far gained on the affections of his uncle by such attraction as are by no means unusual in children of two or three years old. An imperfect articulations, an earnest desire of having his own way, many cunning tricks, and a great deal of noise, as to outweigh all the value of all the attention which, for years, he had received from his niece and her daughters. He meant not to be unkind, however, 
and as a mark of his affection for the three girls, he left them a thousand pounds apiece. Mr. Dashwood's disappointment was at first severe, but his temper was cheerful and sanguine, and he might reasonably hope to live many years, and by living economically, lay by a considerable sum from the produce of an estate already large and capable of almost immediate improvement. But the fortune which had been so tardy in coming was his only one twelve month. He survived his uncle no longer, and ten thousand pounds, including the late legacies, was all that remained for his widow and daughters. His son was sent for as soon as his danger was known, and to him Mr. Dashwood recommended, with all strength and urgency which illness could command, the interests of his mother-in-law and sisters. Mr. John Dashwood had not the strong feelings of the rest of the family, but he was affected by a recommendation of such a nature at such a time, and he promised to do everything in his power to make them comfortable. His father was rendered easy by such an assurance, and Mr. John Dashwood had then leisure to consider how much there might prudently be in his power to do so for them. He was not an ill-disposed young man, unless to be rather cold-hearted and rather selfish is to be ill-disposed. But he was in general well-respected, for he conducted himself with propriety in the discharge of his ordinary duties. Had he married a more amiable woman, he might have been made still more respectable than he was. He might even have been made amiable himself, for he was very young when he married and very fond of his wife. But Mrs. John Dashwood was a strong character of himself, more narrow-minded and selfish.